Meanwhile, at the Hall of Cage. Well, I'm one of those fortunate people who like my job, sir. Got my first chemistry set when I was seven, blew my eyebrows off, we never saw the cat again, been into it ever since. <laughs> I did a bare 360 triple backflip in front of 22,000 people. It's kind of funny. It's on YouTube. Check it out. Somehow they managed to get every creeping freak in the universe in this one plane. Coffee and a muffin. Okay, so I need to establish themes. Maybe banana. That's a good muffin. So just quiet down, my little one, and call me dad. Get some balloons and go to the puppet show. Sorry, boss, but there's only two men I trust. One of them's me, and the other's not you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Caging Greatness, the show where we discuss the films of Nicolas Cage 48.372% of the time. Going up. Yes, that percentage has gone up because today we are discussing the fantastic, tremendous, it, we finally got to see the unbearable weight of massive talent. And, you know, to celebrate this first ever Cage family outing to the theaters, we have Postman Frank and friend of the show, Emilio, with us. Uh, and we've got a picture we'll post. You'll notice that, you know, Frank's not in there, but that's fine. He's totally there. He's and, there in spirit. Right. He don't really exist. Right. Because Cannon's in the picture, so it's fine. Frank is there. Too. I do have several answers to that question, why I'm not in the picture. <laughs> why the fuck weren't you in the picture? <laughs> well, the, the first self-deprecating was I didn't bring. I didn't want to bring down the group handsomeness because these are it's a group. This is a gr handsome group right here. I mean, that's very fair. Uh, direct. Uh, the second answer is the direct opposite. Uh, I was afraid that my attractiveness would make you all look bad. There's Trap Frank, everybody. <laughs> the, the, the real answer is, I didn't know you guys were doing that. And I just went to my car. See, Frank's playing 40 chess, big brain, galaxy brain shit. Uh, but yes, we watched it. It was great. Uh, you know, we're all here like we normally are. We got Emilio. We got JoJo. I still have no ass. We got Cannon. My pants are being held up with string right now. We got Pat. I got the juiciest ass in the show. <laughs> and we got Cannon's alt personality, Frank. Hello there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, it was like we, we went and we saw the movie, and my God. I'm so excited to talk about it. <laughs> so uh, let's do that thing where we go around and we get everybody's scores. And, you know, brief, brief summary, brief, Frank, brief summary <laughs> of what they thought of the movie. We'll start going around my right. Emilio, star rating, what'd you think? I loved it, man. It was hilarious. I had fun. Sitting next to you was great. Yes, thank you, you know, for not talking. Oh, you're time. very welcome. Very I, I did my best to not do that. Uh, but yeah, four out of five, I'm going to say. Hell nice. yes. Jojo? Oh, I had a blast. Like, just had like an excellent theater experience for even though my seat was broken but oh, I, I was wow. too prideful to get up so I'm just <laughs> we would have moved down yeah we could have we do that all the time there was, it was a Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock showing there was a lot of room in yeah. the theater I mean and, and that was a really tiny theater yeah but even then like you know it didn't bother me I was still having a good old time it was legitimately one of the funniest movies I've seen in a while like Emilio, I'm going four stars. Nice. 
Cannon had a fucking good old time with this one. I was cackling, hooting, and hollering the whole time. Um, yeah, I had a fantastic time. I don't mean to um, uh, sound like a broken record here, but I also went four stars. Nice. Pat? Um, pointing at Hee Haws were had um, easily one of the most fun uh, movies I've seen this year. It's, it's just an easy watch, simple, straightforward story. Like It's easy to get into a lot of just a lot of fun, a lot of nods. It's it's definitely something you should go out and 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 see. It'll be well worth your time. Four stars, fantastic. Nice, <laughs> Frank. I'll, I'll try to keep this brief. <laughs> Getting uh, a little bit of an overt hint there that maybe I go along. Uh, loved it. Yeah, I think it was awesome. Uh, kind of a, a slow start off first. First, the cackles go, but after the first few minutes. The first thing, the, the first big joke comes in, and it's great. And I, they just keep coming. And uh, did not expect the ending. I, I love the ending. That was fantastic. <laughs> I'm gonna give it five stars. Nice. nice. Uh, so look, I love Spider-Man: No Way Home. I loved the Batman. I love this movie more. This was this is my favorite Cage movie now. <laughs> this it was so. It was everything I wanted it to be, and then some. If I could go higher than five stars, I would. Do you understand? They had to point at the Tokyo Dome, Jim. Like it? No. Even the Tokyo Dome wouldn't have made this any better. All right. <laughs> this is this is like if this movie were filmed simultaneously and played in Chicago at the United Center and in the Tokyo Dome, it wouldn't have made it any better. This is the best thing I've ever seen. I loved it. Five stars. <laughs> Hell like just, yeah. Like, I want it to be seven or eight or 12 stars. <laughs> but really, all we need is one giant star, and that's Nicholas fucking Cage. Don't you mean Nick fucking? Woo! Fucking Cage! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, we got him. <laughs> when did Justin Roberts get here? <laughs> oh, oh. Th- th- now you get the number. <laughs> hey, you were the only one that got it. You were the only one that got it. You were the only one that got it. I was making a joke. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> Fun little callback to our most recent episode of the impression that I get. <laughs> Man, I'm lightheaded. <laughs> that, 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 that probably took all the oxygen in your body. I want to make sure that our listeners know that that was not edited. He, no, he just did oh, that. Yeah. Honor system here. Super impressive. Thank um, you. But yeah, this this movie. I'll give you just a brief overview because like we bounce around with what the stuff we like. We never go through plot by plot really. Uh, Nicholas Cage plays Nick Cage, who is down on his luck, struggling, not going so hot. His family hates him. He's making no movies. He's making no money. He gets an offer to go to a birthday party for a guy in Spain. And so he goes. He meets Pedro Pascal's Javi, who may or may not be a, a, a huge criminal type who kidnapped a presidential election uh, candidate's daughter to rig the election in favor of the cartels. Nicholas Cage is recruited by the CIA to spy because they need a man on the inside 
and shenanigans ensue. And it was great. So good. It was. It was so much fucking fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, like, what were you guys' favorite parts? Like, what did you enjoy the most? Like, what's oh, fucking uh, Well, I, I mean, I know we're going to talk about Nick Cage a lot because. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, this is Nick Cage or Nick. No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop. That's the whole show right there. I'm, I'll just go back. And we we all just in. tackle him and like hold him I, to the ground. I, I demand Cannon do that every time he says Nicholas Cage. <laughs> this will be a three-hour show. <laughs> but especially after this movie, I want to make it my life's fucking mission to have a beer with Pedro Pascal. Yes, yes. seems like the chillest motherfucker. And I don't like beer, and I, I will drink horse piss. Just be like, "Hello, you're awesome." I mean, he just seems like the mo- most immensely likable, friendly person. And like from from what we've been able to tell, he seems like a pretty stand up dude in real life. And yeah. the chemistry between Cage and Pascal is just it's genuine and it's palpable because they 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 hit it off in real life too. And for them to translate that so effortlessly to the screen, it just really just gives this movie so much more to enjoy for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't and I think if you don't have that chemistry, even if the other the opposite actor of Cage is doing a good job if you don't have that chemistry, you don't buy them like doing all these shenanigans That's together. Like- this movie does not work. And like I think Pedro Pascal is my MVP of this movie. Yeah, he's yeah, probably agreed. the best part. Yeah. Oh, he's well, so- their yeah, their their friendship like Growing was probably my favorite part of the whole movie. Given there's a lot of gags in it that are just awesome, but they're just you know becoming instant best bros was so fun to watch. <laughs> What's your third favorite movie? <laughs> oh God. You gotta tell me. <laughs> yeah, the, the the Paddington two joke that was good. was the that was my oh, favorite joke. Yeah. Yeah, the, the build. The timing. Agree. The timing on that. Just Long-term that booking. Cut between, you know, like, he's like, it made me cry. It made me a better man. <laughs> and, and Cage is kind of having this confused look. And then the cut to them watching it, and Cage is like, <laughs> <laughs> Just a classic smash cut, but it works so it well. Did. And, and, and people, like, I've never seen the Paddington movies, but they are definitely high on my watch list, just from how people talk about no, them. Better than Citizen Kane. They're quite lovely. Critically. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're lovely. I enjoyed them very much. So, yeah, like, the 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 fact that Nicolas Cage talks to himself throughout the movie and calls him Nicky, yeah, but it's it's a it's a younger version. Like the, the CGI great. was not super awesome on that one, making him look like younger Cage. I didn't. I mean, it didn't I, take me out of the movie. It wasn't right, like as yeah. good as as uh, Samuel Jackson and like Captain Marvel, where it was yeah. seamless. Yeah, like that. But, I feel like they just got a time machine for that shit. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think it would have like, been funnier if it had been worse. Like if it kind of looked like Princess Leia in Rogue One. If it looked like the statue holding the golden guns. Yes! Yes! 100%. I mean, you joke with that one scene where the two faces became one and almost looked like that. I love that. Yeah. That's a really nice shot when when his reflection superimposes over his Madame Tussauds (laughs) statue. And there were a couple shots like that where I was like, all right, all right, movie. I see what you're doing. While we're talking about the the dark cage passenger, I suppose <laughs> wasn't that supposed to be modeled after that like famous interview he did where he just went fucking nuts? 
Yeah, I think so. If I remember correctly, that I I've only seen it a couple of times. Because <clears throat> that famous interview where he he's on like a late night talk show and he's just manic as fuck. Yeah. He just like does like a cartwheel onto the stage and just like chopping and money. punching and like gives gives uh, the host or somebody his like leather jacket. He was just like I don't know speedballing or something, <laughs> or he was just you know he was just feeling himself that night regardless. But yeah, yeah. Th- those parts were really cool. Uh, I. Uh, I thought it would have been a nice take to have see how many different versions of Cage would have like visited him. Like say like yes. I thought that at first too that there were yeah. multiples. Yeah, I like, I was like, man, just have like Cameron Poe show up, the, the fucking his character and Mandy out of nowhere, mm-hmm. or, or like Big Daddy from Kick Ass. Because I thought there's a moment where like things are getting tense at the start of the third act where he's like in this darkened area with Nikki. I thought like there's gonna be like this kind of curtain call of all yeah. these other cages sort of like bolster him or something but that might more so have to do with like rights issues yeah, yeah. which you know you no know, you can't you can't get all these different cages back and they all technically belong to other yeah. companies but just like having like this character of cage within the movie is great and like see him play himself and then play himself playing himself and like doing like all these different versions there's a great moment when um they first start to realize that the uh, like hobby is not what he's seen and he's actually got all this like boogity boo like cartel shit happening and he's like no cage we gotta go gotta go right now gotta jump off this cliff and like <laughs> after a back and forth there's just a moment where cage kind of turns away and turns back but he's just like cage mode yeah <laughs> that was great <laughs> younger cage is based off of the wild at heart interview from terry wogan's talk show okay that was the one yeah, then yeah. hell yeah that's fucking rad the hair man it was damn near spot on yep like fucking I dug it. action figure face aside. <laughs> yeah. That was definitely the I'm not gonna lie, there were even times where even Excuse normal me, bless you. No, you're fine. Uh where like normal cage uh had a bit of like an uncanny valley situation, at least to me. I think that was because his beard was so clearly dyed and dyed poorly, but also very small and the the toupee. Yeah. Uh which I think was the point. Like yeah, he's supposed yeah. to make him look fake and plastic and Hollywoody, but that's that's still not a complaint against um, uh, Nikki, right? Is that what yeah. they call it? Yeah, uh, I thought that was a fantastic addition, especially. Um, what do you like? Lip locked himself? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> made out. I oh, lost wow. my shit. Because <laughs> there were a couple moments where I just kind of turned to Pat, and I'm just like. And not to mention, there were so many great moments where Jojo was straight up turtling because they were just like so anxious because there's a a lot of really good, like just anxious, cringy, awkward moments where Cage is like going through sort of the doldrums of his life where he's sort of like falling apart. He's he's, he's abusing alcohol. He's just like out of touch and he's just like really sort of falling apart. So like have all these moments where he's just like, like the, I thought of you, Jojo, the moment when at his daughter's birthday party, he's drunk. He calls attention to everybody uh, uh, to himself, and he starts playing a song he's making up on the spot. I just I couldn't see you, but I imagined you just furiously clapping uh, your arms. Oh, oh, I was I was a turtle. Like I was Dana Carvey and uh, just uh, like of disguise. shirt over their head, just like all bundled up. Like my whole issue with that, it's not really, it's just like how fucking fast he got drunk, buddy. Like he's like, hey, we're cutting the cake. Okay. Clang, 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 clang. And the cake's not even cut yet. And we're like, woo, listen to this shit. 
<laughs> that was great. Or, or, or like the the when the, towards the beginning of the movie where he's in that therapy session with his daughter, and they start oh. talking about the cabinet of Dr. Caligari, and I was like. <laughs> Fuck me, I've been that. <laughs> what do you mean you don't like this 120-year-old German expressionist movie? It's a classic. <laughs> but it is a fantastic movie. No, it, it really is fantastic. Like, it's wonderful. Like, it's, mm-hmm. like, like I, I felt that same way. I was like, oh, I love that movie. I feel attacked. Yeah, yeah that, that was, I think that was the first time I turned to Pat because it was just like, Look, I've I've made my kids watch shit, but it's been funny stuff. I don't think I've had uh, a failure on one of my picks yet. (laughs) Because maybe they're just being nice like Cage's daughter was. Uh, No, I don't think so. I don't think think his daughter was nice about it. (laughs) She was straight up hateful about it. Like, you made me watch this piece of shit. (laughs) Why on earth would you think I want to watch a 150-year-old movie if it's black and white and German? You need to throw baby geniuses at him as, like, revenge. It's like payback. No one should ever throw baby geniuses (laughs) at anyone else. I'm not a crime. I'm not a monster, I told you I did this to myself. Did you listen to the episode of me? I'm just sending them all a Cats DVD for Christmas. Look, I like Cats. It's terrible, and I'm entertained the whole time. I still like you. That's fine. Oh, man. <laughs> and I forget. I, I forget. I want to give. Um, I thought the people, the guys who played uh, the two, the pair for the CIA, mm-hmm. oh, were really Tiffany good. And uh, like yeah. Bernholtz. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. know the guy. I've yeah. seen him in a lot of things. He's oh, yeah. been. He's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I love both of them. They're a great. And, and comedy she actors. was fucking hilarious. Yeah, too. I, I, I just love the the Crudes too bit. It's like, <laughs> you haven't seen Crudes too? Like, no, no, I'm, I'm forty five. <laughs> Watch Face Off. That was a that was a great a great moment there. And you know what? That that was another really smart thing. Because again, we're getting into heavy spoilers for the movie. We're going to talk about all of that, including the end. Spoiler so. alert. 20 minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> Too late. Well, they should know by now if they listen to the show. A- as if they haven't seen well, it. I sent a message. Y'all did not give a proper spoiler <laughs> uh, warning at the beginning and now uh, sued. Okay. Like, whoa, what? All what? right. Whoa. We'll try to avoid spoilers. So the uh, CIA agents both fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> what? You don't even get to see. Yeah. But I thought that was really smart because it actually it upped the stakes in a legitimate way after so much ridiculousness. Yeah. With characters that you like, but didn't really care about that much. Yeah. Because in this movie, like you, you, you care about Cage, obviously. You care about his family because you feel bad for them. Uh, but you just you want. God damn it! <laughs> what the fuck? You know I'm what? Sorry, I'm At sorry. At least it wasn't during the movie. <laughs> but like, you want Javi to have the best life possible. He's the best thing. Like, he's wonderful in the film. But so that as soon as the the CIA agents die, you're like, oh god. There are actual stakes here. This is not good. Something could go horribly wrong. Which leads into the standoff when, spoiler again, it turns out Javi's cousin is the bad guy and Javi just loves Nicolas Cage. And so his cousin's coming after everybody and Javi's like, I have to stand up to him. And so he gets out with just the golden guns and then his love interest is next to him and they're just shooting and Javi gets shot. You're like, oh no, that looks like a shoulder hit, but still... Those aren't fun. Yeah. <clears throat> but he survives. He, yeah, he's fine. And he moves to Hollywood <laughs> where he's best friends with Nick Cage and they make a, a movie out of the thing that happened and the transition. That oh, was yeah. great. <laughs> that was a great bit. 
it's the very end of the movie yeah. ends right at that situation yeah. where mm-hmm. this climax of the movie and it transitions immediately into the movie oh, they made that was so fantastic good because like cage gets like they make it to an embassy i think it was yeah and the bad guy uh grabs cage puts a gun to his head and cage's daughter throws a knife at him and then cage grabs it spins around and stabs the bad guy and that's the switch that's where it turns into the movie that you're watching them watch about the thing that you've been watching this whole time (laughs) i love the fact that you know one of the premises of him being on the island is him writing a movie with his new friend javi and they keep discussing how the movie goes like it's going to be a character driven drama (laughs) but we need uh, we we need a hook hook for the marketing so the kidnapping Mm -hmm. so they kidnap my daughter and uh, then at the end there's a big climax for you know the the marketing and all this and that's exactly the movie they end up making it at the end of the movie fantastic in a lesser movie honestly probably the movie inside the movie like that would have been really hammy and like but for this like it, you don't even notice it until you like start thinking about it it's like you know what that's a little clever I yeah <laughs> it reminded me of how edgar wright always puts the plot of his movies right in the beginning of his movies with a monologue that the characters give yeah, yeah. which is another great but i love edgar wright and I haven't seen like a, a, a nifty little um, movie and movie transition like that since probably Austin Powers. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 very much yeah. yeah. I was remembering that's like again, no shit talk. I loved it, but you know, I was just reminded of that, and I was like, you know what? That was nice. That was a nice yeah. touch. I thought it was yeah. great, too. They got his uh, Demi Moore to star as his wife in the movie they made. <laughs> star G.I. Jane? How? Yeah, he, <laughs> Here we go. I didn't fuck him out. I'm getting that and in the then, mail. I'm so excited. And then excited. they transition to the shot of his daughter after he saves the day by killing the guy, uh, jogging, or should I say juggling to him because... Oh, like, very, just, very Baywatch. <laughs> yeah. His, his 15-year-old daughter? Yeah, it was... I, I was like... Oh, that's weird. That's like, questionable. Like the, it felt like the movie was commenting on Hollywood being absolutely hundred percent. Mm-hmm. And, and even the daughter, like, is sitting beside Cage, and turns is like, really? <laughs> I love you, Daddy. It's like, what she says, yeah. yeah. It's like, I love you, Daddy. It's like, like Javi wrote that line. <laughs> Oh, this movie was fun. It was. It was. I had a great time. time. There, was, there was no real part in the movie where it kind of dragged. Like, when when I say it started off slow, you, you got, like, a regular Hollywood interview where uh, Cage is trying to get a part for a movie, and he follows the uh, producer, director, whoever, out to his car. And it's normal. It's like your everyday, yeah, this is normal. And he gets to the car, and something snaps in Cage's head and he slams the car, the car door before the director can get in it. Let me, let me read for you. And he goes, I am reading for you. And he goes directly into the oh, yeah. dialogue of the movie that he's he's trying to get the part for. And it is ridiculous. And over the top, Nicolas Cage, fantastic. The director's eyes are just bugging out. <laughs> it was fantastic. It was like, okay, now we're in the movie. And, and then, uh, then I, later on, he does it again. Yeah, the, yeah. The he, 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 he recites that monologue uh, when he's pinned down by Javi's evil cousin to like distract him long enough for Javi to come in and, and start popping down the bad guys. Mm-hmm. And and to me, like the movie is just like I said on the buyback of it, it's just supremely rewatchable because it's a very simple, straightforward plot, and it's just like it's just all killer no filler it's just like an it's easy movie perfect sunday afternoon movie at the theater or at home it's like it's a quick 90 minutes 
Yeah. It was. Yeah. Killer I, soundtrack too. Oh yeah, the soundtrack yeah. was great. Uh, I, I will say for me, it did feel a little long. There was a little bit in the second act. It had a little bit of second act slump, but like. I mean, for what this movie is, I mean, am I really going to knock points for that? No. I mean, it's still like a a great movie. Like it's like it's just so easy to watch, and I, I feel like you have a hard time like not smiling throughout the movie because like, <laughs> yeah. especially for JoJo and I, we just the other day we saw The Northman and just like the utter contrast to those movies <laughs> in every regard. It's like, you know, it's, it, you kind of felt like light and fun after you just, you just watch like this, you know, perfect little romp movie. And it's like, it, you can't really ask more than that. Yeah. Like I, I was smiling like an idiot the entire time <laughs> when Nicholas cage finds Javi's uh, stash is oh, yeah. room of cage items. It was the only time I stopped smiling because my jaw was just dropped. Was like, <laughs> I mean, I actually <laughs> patted him and said, are you okay there, buddy? And he's yeah. like, yeah. I want everything like, in that room. Like, <laughs> even the, the, the sequin pillow that you always see the ads for. I have two that. of them. I was going to say, you have <laughs> I figured you did. I, I was like, oh my God, they actually did it. They got the fucking well, I, yeah, and, I was, and even Cage is like, this is weird. <laughs> the hobbies immediately like, no, it's not. And he like sets it back. I, I, I said I, that right along with him. Like, no, it's not. Yeah. I, I love the fact that when they walked into the room, I recognized just about every one of the props immediately. <laughs> Oh yeah, and like, yeah. That was one of my favorite parts where Nick Nick, uh, Nick Cage walks in there and he's looking. He goes, "This is kind of weird," and he goes, "No, it's not." Real quiet. Then Nick Cage is like, "But I like it." Yeah. <laughs> uh, to, to me, like that'd be a great time just like to get a screenshot of that room and just sort of like try to pick out what all the little oh, odds yeah. and ends were. Because like I, I like I clocked even before they turned a the light on it, the poster behind them when they walked mm-hmm. in. That was National Treasure. Oh, yeah. poster. Oh, that was great. Because oh, he has yeah. like on the table he has like the bit from the, the little cylinder. It's from the rock. From the rock and he has like the axe from Mandy and like all these, all these other little pieces. That. I want that axe. <laughs> <laughs> that is like the one movie prop. Like I would if I had fuck you money, I would throw fuck <laughs> And when, it, money when they get to the, I mean, it's in the trailer, but when they get to the man, the the wax figure and Nicholas Cage is looking at it and going, this is hideous. This is like one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. I want it. Yeah. How much did you pay for it? 6000 I'll give you 24 And I really hope. Sorry, sorry it's not for sale. <laughs> I really I really hope the fact about the, uh, the golden guns from Face Off is true, because if so, I did not know that. Those are real guns made for that movie, just for that. I movie. mean, all the the facts that they kept spouting, I knew about half of them were accurate. So I have to imagine the rest were. I'm going to check on that golden Man, gun. Man, give me bit. those guns. Talk those are pretty. Yourselves. Those are oh, fucking those pretty. Those were pretty, and I'm not a gun nerd. But and <laughs> I just, those were pretty guns. I just want to say, as uh, Con Air being probably my favorite Nicolas Cage movie of all time, I thought it was a hoot and a holler how this movie opened. Oh, you yeah. Get, oh yeah. like it's It literally opens with the finale of Con Air and there's just two kids just getting high watching and having a great fucking time. And then the girl gets kidnapped. Turns out it's the... Um, the president's daughter, right? Yeah, right, it's yeah. the president-elect's daughter. The president-elect's daughter, yeah. Because like, it, it seems really <laughs> abrupt how like, there's this kidnapping scene and like this, like, oh, that's a little harrowing. And then it cuts to like Nick Cage kind of making a fool out of himself at like a you know, professional meeting. And then like, oh, wait, that actually is relevant to something. I mean, of course it would be, but just like the the, the hard smash yeah. cut to the next thing is like, oh, okay. The yeah, only and, other- and when it comes... Uh, and then when that plot point kind of comes back yes. into the movie, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, that did happen. <laughs> yeah, well, well, when he uh, comes up to the back of the truck, when they've got the girls in the truck, yeah, and uh, 
the uh, the kidnapped daughter is sitting in the truck, and he walks up with Javi as they've just rescued him, and she goes something along the lines of "Holy shit, it's Nick's cage." He's so fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like like one of the last things she saw was like a fucking con air, and then she's getting saved by the man in the movie. Right. Like, that was could fantastic. you like you like love and shit your pants all at the same time? <laughs> Scanners. <laughs> And no one would blame you for any bit because you just got you know kidnapped by the cartel. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Couldn't find anything about the guns. Okay, They're so probably, it, probably props. So as far as we know, it, that was real. Can I still have the props though? Well, uh, like a lot of prop guns, especially from that era, were just real guns with shit taken out. That's why mm-hmm. a lot of them fired blanks. You still have to have a working mechanism. That's yeah. how Brandon Lee died. One of the blank uh, casings got stuck in the barrel no one cleared it so they fired it again so the explosion from the other blank forced that bit of metal out at the speed of a bullet so yeah r.i.p yeah <laughs> i still need to see that movie you know it's the good. crow really yep oh yeah it was one i've always wanted to watch but just never had the opportunity also i would love it if after you saw that movie you just enter your crow era sure just like <laughs> Black, yeah, black I, clothes, cage, like corpse makeup, black eyes. Yeah, I, bitch, I'm, I'm one like fucking bad event away from doing that. <laughs> What's really fun is to, uh, I know several Crow super fans, and they'll show, every so often they'll show me Crow stuff that they get. I'm like, huh, it's Sting. I did something I still feel bad about to one of my friends. Uh, I love the Crow movie. And I was like, I know you like these weird kind of action movies. So I showed her The Crow. She's like, oh, that was fantastic. What else is he in? Oh, and I went, oh, no. I, I have some really bad news for you. <laughs> there's this there's is- three there's three other movies I can show you that he's in. And he's there, there's no more because he kind of died making this one. And one of them we watched here on the show. Showdown in Little Tokyo. Loved that movie. And it's yeah. fucking awesome. It was great. <laughs> I still need to see that one. That it's a on good my, time. It's on my watch list. Yeah. On, on the funniest list. part of that movie to me is Brandon Lee plays like the super American cop. And Dolph Lundgren <laughs> plays the Asian Zen dude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> mm. But yeah, massive talent was was just so good, and it's got like I think an eighty nine on Rotten Tomatoes right now. So everyone not named Colton Wins will just love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they gave it three and a half, which I mean is only like half a star from haters. What right most here. of us did. <laughs> well, that half a star means a lot. Okay. <laughs> Gotta pump those letterbox numbers up, man. I'm a little disappointed in you guys with just the four, just to be honest with you. What are you talking about? Three and a half and four are not bad scores. Mm. If you would have given me a... Once you start getting under three and a half where you're just like, oh, oh, yeah. Let's say like two and a half, like mid gross point blank region. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I said I love gross point blank. And that's fine. Me and Emilio both. That's fine. You can look. I hope y'all don't listen to that. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I've heard. Sweet shit on it. I've heard something about that, yeah. <laughs> the uh, the nineties episode. We apologize. <laughs> Gross Point Blank was not well received. I I defended it as best I could. As <laughs> fucking children, perfectly no, reasonable. I, it's not a bad movie. It's just it's just mid. It's yeah. really like I gave it two and a half. Like it it middle really ground doesn't have a place among a lot of those other movies. It's like somebody trying to be but, Kevin but we Smith like, but failing. But we like Swim Fan. Okay, no, we yeah. hated Swim. No, really? I, I mean, gave Gross Point Blank a higher rating. If you follow my letterbox at that cannon guy, yeah, you would know this, Emilio. <laughs> <You're a jerk. laughs> 
<laughs> also, when in the middle of Frank going to start having letterboxes? <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, we got to wait on Canon to set up Frank's. Oh, yeah, I got to get that one to get that one going there, bud. <laughs> Rate everything a fucking five. Five. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you didn't like I it, I mean, it won't, be that, it won't be that off. Fucking the there's only five. There's only a couple of bad rating movies that I've, I've watched around Gotti here. five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now uh, you're just being silly. <laughs> I love the way you said that. <laughs> Now you're just being silly. He went to dad voice. Now you're just being Which that's when you know uh, Frank is going to go into his like buff, like badass anime dad mode. Yeah, just, oh, now you're just being silly. Yeah, don't shake his hand. He'll crush it just with the, just like the grip. The dad strength. The postman strength. Yeah. Don't make me go postal. He said the thing. He, he said, said the thing. The thing. Uh, I also appreciated all the guarding test references because we're watching that in like three minutes. Hey, I was t- <laughs> oh, I, shit, we are. I was thinking the exact same oh, wow. thing. It's like, shit, that's right around the corner on the schedule. Yeah. That's another movie I like because, uh, yeah, the schedule as of now <laughs> is next week we're going to have our special guest, Ken Logan, first time on the show. For Second behind. time on the show. No, it's fine. It's the first time on the show. Nobody, oh, rem- nobody remembers p- previous episodes. Like Frank and Emil have never been on here. Oh, are, are we? Right. Are you telling our fans have WWE brain? If it's longer than three months, it doesn't matter. Yes, <laughs> absolutely, man. I think so, I, I know y'all are not excited, but and I know I'm probably I'm more than likely going to hate every minute of it. But I'm oh, excited. I, I'm excited to watch it with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, see, because it was a great bit. Like, what if we just go from just the heights of this movie, <laughs> waiting months to see? To just like, just like straight into so probably, the Probably, honest to God, probably going to be the worst movie. Yeah, like I, I really do think this will be our lowest rated cage film. Okay. And uh, let's just say the alcohol is going to be pouring for that movie. <laughs> It'll be a heavy it's pour. Yeah, we'll be pouring like Sandra Lee levels of like shots here. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, oh, oops. oops. <laughs> just glug, glug, glug. After that will be an episode of Uncaged. Uh, the watch mojo. <laughs> the top. I am so proud of that. Bit. The top five, top ten watch mojo list. Top five, of top ten watch mojo list. I, they just I did a list about Nicholas Cage. Did they? Yes. It was like I can't. Came out two days so ago. I'm mad talking. about that. <laughs> you love it. And then after that, we'll be watching Guarding Tess. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. Then after that's Weatherman, and then The Rock uh, with our special guest J.R. Mounts, who's wanted to be here for Vampire's Kiss. One nail two looks like he's going to be able to make it for this one. Yeah, so fingers crossed, and we'll have a lot of you know, new voices and old voices. Almost a solid, almost solid month's worth of Cage material. Yeah, yeah, just about. It's shocking, I know, because <laughs> we sure didn't talk for shit about Cage this whole month. <laughs> we are going to pump our numbers up to over fifty percent. Yeah, you we, wait. Impressive. We had to take our time for this movie. We had to drink a lot of orange juice. Yeah. Yeah. We had to get our vitamins in. Right. We had to get L- prepared. Yeah, a lot of chalky milk, a lot of fruit cups. <laughs> a lot of protein, a lot of vegetables. I want some chocolate milk now. Fuck. I would no. also enjoy chocolate milk. <laughs> uh, you know, I have not had strawberry milk in a while. Can you have strawberry milk? Yeah. I, I, I mean, well, yeah, Joe, it's, aren't it's you? artificial. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's fair. I was about to say. <laughs> it's not like the real stuff. No, like the real stuff makes my throat scratchy. <laughs> uh, uh, it makes sense. 
Oh man, but this movie, it, it, I, my face was hurting. I was yeah. laughing and just smiling the whole not Like our, I don't know if we mentioned it yet, but our theater, like it wasn't packed. But I mean, again, it's a fucking Sunday. But the few people that were there, they were seemed like they were having just as good oh, yeah. of a time yeah. as we yeah. were. It's probably yeah. the hardest I laughed in, in at a movie in quite a while. Mm-hmm. There it, are some genuine belly laughs in this movie. Yeah. I mean, you know, the ending was really, really sweet, too. Yeah, it was. Because they get to the premiere, like the movie about the movie that we were just watching, like the full Tropic Thunder sort of thing, where it goes from movie to audience. And uh, Javi's like, hey, they, they want to interview us. Fan and fair. Like, everyone loved the movie. It's great. Let's go. And Kate's like, no, I'm good. I'm going to go watch a movie with my family. And so he's sitting there with his, his ex wife and his daughter and having a nice time. And. He's like, so no, sweetie. Like, what? What do you want to watch? And she says, Have you ever seen Paddington Two? <laughs> and he's, they watch it, and his like his wife's asleep, and his daughter's like leaning up against his shoulder, and just having a good time. And they play a Warren Zevon song that I love. Oh yeah, such a good fucking song. And it, like, honestly, I teared up a little bit. It was just really sweet and happy and fulfilling. Like this movie made me feel better about life. Which is yeah. weird to say, but it really did. It was. Not, it, it, it gives you the warm and fuzzies. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm not no. even playing. When and you it, walk it out of this movie, you're, you're while, in, while also not being like overly saccharine. Yeah, either. it's, not, it's yeah. not saccharine or schmaltzy. They feel it's it's the right amount of sentimental. Yeah, yeah. like the soundtrack was just mm-hmm. excellent. Every sound song choice was James mm-hmm. Gunn level of good. Also, I found it a little inconsiderate that neither his daughter nor Javi asked him if he had seen the first Paddington first. I mean, yeah. Makes sense. Like, I liked it better. Did you see Paddington too? I have seen the first I, one. I 100%, I 100%, I 100% <laughs> like it better that they just did yeah. went to the like, I mean, it's two. funny. I think I it's funny, funny regardless. Bit. And but. Paddington 2 is better. Like, it's the, be- it's the best of the two. They're both I mean, good. Spider-Man I mean, seriously, one of the biggest laughs in the thing was the one that you were talking about where uh, they start off, well, let's get to know each other. What's your, and Nick, Nick uh, turns to him and goes, what's your three favorite movies? Well, no, he asked, Hobby asked Nick, what was his favorite movie? And he goes on to this long speech about <laughs> there's 150, uh, there's 100 years of cinema. It's not, re- you can't really pick one. That's just impossible. And I mean, there's this really long speech where he's saying that. And then he goes, okay, well, top five. <laughs> and so, well, top three. And top so they go to the, uh, Hobby tells him his top two. Face and then off. they're doing other stuff. Face off and um, the cabinet, uh, uh, not the cabinet yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah, that goes off into a long conversation because Nick just absolutely loves that movie. <laughs> and they go into this, you know, different cut scene and uh, they're sitting around drinking, uh, you know, shooting the shit. And he goes, you've got to tell me. You cannot <laughs> keep this from me. You've got to tell me. What's your third favorite movie? <laughs> and he goes, uh, Paddington 2. And Nick stands up and he goes, you've got to be shitting me. You cannot possibly. I mean, this, you know, and he's just ranting about how the good choices he's made before cannot possibly equate to Paddington 2 as his third choice. And he goes, well, have you seen it? And he goes, no, and then it immediately cuts to them watching that movie, and Nicholas Cage is crying, crying his eyes out at the Niagara Falls. So goddamn funny. We should add it to the wheel in place of the Watch Mojo thing. <laughs> nope, set in stone. <laughs> so I mean, like, no, it, like it's the next time we spin. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, hey. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Paddington Two. I'm down. Yeah. yeah. Like. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> Yeah, let's just do Paddington 2 just for the bit. Just for the bit. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. It's Cage-related. Yeah. There you yeah, go. I about to say, like... Cage-adjacent. Uh, yeah, yeah that, that'd be a good sub-series, Cage-adjacent film. Not just, like, 
bullshit movies that we happen to have a hyper fixation on for the moment. It's more like what movies are like tangentially related to the world of Cage. And we still have 13 of his other favorite movies from that time we did Pinocchio. Yeah. That's his birthday spin. We have to make sure the series lasts 11 more years yeah. <laughs> so we, you get to each one of them in turn yes we'll do this for at least another decade <laughs> hey when you sign up for a podcast you sign up for forever man by then we'll actually sell some merch from tpublic.com slash user slash caging greatness oh and confirmed pedro pascal is uh the daddiest daddy yep yep so <clears throat> anybody seen that video it's going around it's just him like am i am i the daddiest daddy I am the daddiest daddy. Yeah. <laughs> He's just joking around. He's like the coolest guy. He's so fun. His Twitter's fucking fun, too. <clears throat> Man. How is it every time there's like some really cool nerd show and there's two people on or adjacent to the nerd show, so many times one of them is just like a major shithead? Because we, like for the 90s, we have Hercules and Xena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, back. Kevin Sorbo, you bitch. Stop saying his name. I'm tired I'll of saying his face on my feet. Bye. <laughs> Candace following up, <laughs> but then Lucy Lawless is the best. Mm-hmm. Then we have the Mandalorian. Pedro Pascal is a national treasure. Yeah. And Gina Carano. So well, Pedro Pascal. <laughs> you know, she, she definitely put her foot in her mouth and ended her career. But it's okay. She's making Ben Shapiro movies now. <laughs> God. Oh, boy. Talk about a fucking fail, son. Yeah. God, because that scene where they fucking dropped acid to get inspiration for their movie. <laughs> that, that, may be, that legit may be my favorite part of the movie, where they're on the wall. Like, oh, like, they saw the, the two people they thought were watching them and then ran off and then saw the people. They're gone again, but it's clearly not them. But they look close enough that LSD brain can't distinguish. <laughs> like, I've never uh, had LSD, but I must say, I don't think it's smart to immediately start driving after. Well, they're just like peeling <laughs> it down the road on a mountainside. Yeah, I love the fact that he appeals to Nicolas Cage's vanity in that moment. <laughs> it was like, you drive, and he goes, I can't drive on acid. Look, I know you did all your stunts in uh, Gone in 60 Seconds, and he goes, uh, I forget, he said, S- oh no, that's the other thing. Yeah. When they were running. But he goes, <laughs> Damn it, you got me. And he gets in the traps. <laughs> hits no, everything on the way out. The, the other yeah, thing I was thinking of is when they're running from the gunman. Yeah. And he's like, you run out there and get the truck and bring it over here. And he goes, no, will you run? And he goes, no, you can run faster. I saw you in, uh, I forget what movie he said. And he goes, that, that, that's the stunt team. And he goes, no, I, I watched the behind the movie, you know, so and so. And he goes, got me again. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, I can't run in these shoes. He's like, you can still run faster than me with subpar footwear. Yeah. <laughs> they had a great bit because at this point, they, they both have extenuating circumstances where he's like, oh, they have to turn on the other in order yeah. to save their interests. And, but there's a moment before they sort of get out to try to kill each other. There's like, they swap shoes because it's like, oh, your shoes will be cool. Well, I like your shoes. It's just kind of like, this nice but awkward moment of them like exchanging exactly one shoe <laughs> and they get, then they both pull guns on each other and it's like yeah, you're gonna kill me I'm gonna kill you <laughs> I, they were almost in tears the script was really the word choice for so many of these bits was perfect yeah yeah. cause like the, just the subpar footwear bit <laughs> yeah that's the best and funniest way to describe the thing that happened in that scene like, every scene is like that where it's just the perfect word choice and I, I loved it 
I love his uh, ex-wife, like just uh, like freaking out on him all the time, mm-hmm. because like I mean, I'm fair, at least in this movie, I feel it was warranted because like he's always working, he's never there, blah blah blah, and she's like, I'm just fucking tired of it, especially in that one scene where it's like she's basically crying, like grabbing his hand, and just like, look, I'm gonna tell you this, and I don't even think I should. It's like you need to get your shit together, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, mm, damn. <laughs> I also liked when, <clears throat> after Javi flew them down there for them to work out their issues with Nick Cage, uh, she's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and he's like, I'm working for the CIA. And she goes, are you having a nervous breakdown? <laughs> <laughs> immediately he goes, yes, but what I also said is true. <laughs> Which I will say, that scene is probably the only scene I do not like Pedro Pascal's character. Because I was just like, oh no, you don't, ah. That, that was probably the, the most I was in turtle mode. Yeah. <laughs> I do like, I do like help. the... F- yeah, I do like the fact that while they were sitting at the lunch table and Nicolas Cage was doing his, quote, apology to his wife and, and uh, daughter and he's that like, was so full of shit, and he's uh, like, that, oh, that uh, shit, Hobby imme- immediately goes, wow, that was shitty. Yeah, that was yeah. pathetic. Is that the best you got? He's like, I, I, while I was out fulfilling my vision, I know you wouldn't want me to keep you from fulfilling yours. <laughs> and he's like, wow, come on. <laughs> it's very terrible. self-serving. It's very bad, very, very bad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what, about, is, what about the scene where he's going to the computer room or yes and he accidentally puts the knockout sticker <laughs> yeah, like, yeah which I've never seen that before but right. what okay US government it's like he touches his forehead like oh shit touch my forehead <laughs> did you touch your forehead I think so mm-hmm. well did you or didn't you I don't think I did. I don't think I did. Uh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I did. Yeah. Oh, and how she revives him on the floor. Yes, exactly. Like, oh, he passes action. out. <laughs> oh, so Sats himself with like the, the knockout uh, EpiPen. He just like, yeah. jumps back to life. No, but how she got his attention, though, because he was about to die, and she just screams into the mic, action. He goes, <gasps> stabs himself in the leg. <laughs> That, I was fucking hollering. <laughs> Which, right. Like that was that was my favorite thing about <laughs> Tiffany Haddish's character mm-hmm. was like anytime you know they were trying to talk him into something like you know she she knew how to press his button. Yeah. Yeah, she got to the movie side. Uh, yeah, in the, the, in the background. Side. Yeah, in the background, her partner's just shitting all over it. Right. No, we killed Nick Cage. Great, fantastic. It, oh I'm yeah, decided he, to go he, back and work for Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> like, like their chemistry was fucking off. <laughs> Oh yes, like someone I know someone already mentioned that. Yeah, like I would like a director's cut with more of them. Yeah, oh, yeah. I oh, they were there's like a Love scene, that. like a deleted scene where turns out they're actually still alive. Because like yeah. I was, I was legit disappointed when I found that you know they they got rubbed out at the end. But Tiffany Haddish is like one last moment to like mm-hmm. uh, kind of equal the playing field and knock out the the baddies to get them a chance to kind of get in and like out of danger. It's like damn, which you know that just goes to the strength of their character despite being on screen for a relatively short amount of time. It still felt like damn, they got got. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know about you guys, but the the introduction of those characters just sold me on them immediately with their interaction in the airport, oh, yeah. where it's like, okay, he's getting off the he's, he's getting off the plane, and uh, the dude goes, "Holy fuck, that's Nicholas Cage!" <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany's just like, uh, uh, "You're kidding me? No, it is Nicholas Cage." He goes, "Okay, call off the mission. Call off the mission." He goes, "No, I got it," <laughs> and just goes, "Nicholas Cage, I love you," and then plants a bug on him. It was yeah, there's a Nicholas Cage. What from Moonlighting? From Face Up? What the fuck, Moonlight? What? <laughs> Which we will watch at some and then point. She, <laughs> then she brings up the Croods. I loved you in the Croods, and then Nick Two. 
That was Crooch the, yeah. 2. Yeah, I just watched Crooch 2. I loved you, blah, blah, blah. And he starts giving like some background info as every actor, you know, with the oh, yeah, worked with, with the ego. Yeah. yeah. It's got to give her some like extra how much the movie meant, blah, blah, blah. And she just goes over, can I take a selfie? And slips a bug in his pocket, walks off. And uh, the guy in the truck's like, what the fuck is Crooch 2? Have you not seen Crooch 2? And that's what he does. I'm 45 <laughs> years old. Why would I have seen Crooch 2? So but yeah, it was a it was a really good movie. Really, go good. watch it, God. Good damn it. movie. Really good. Like if you haven't seen it yet and you're listening to us, why? Go watch I'm, the movie. Stop the episode. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm definitely go watch the movie. that when it comes out. Yeah, oh, yeah well, I want a fancy Blu-ray steelbook with all the jingles and bells and whistles. It's a Lionsgate movie, so odds are they will put out a fancy steelbook. Good. For if it. you happen to find one, you grab me one. I sure will. Okay. But uh, if I had to, like, take... If, if there's, like, any, like... I don't really have a lot of negative things to say about this movie. The only thing, like... You said you uh, had pacing issues uh, towards the middle. I don't, I don't know why. I was starting to feel that way, like, towards the, the third act. It didn't, like, you know, take me out or anything. Also, you know, Lucas... He's all right, I guess. I guess, like, as, <laughs> as like, a antagonist at force, he didn't really have, like, maybe that... Like you know, he's threatening because that's the, the plot is leading that direction. But yeah. it's like you don't really feel like the menace. Yeah, Cause, cause he is just kind of like a an annoying fuck boy. Yeah, yeah a little bit. 100%. Yeah, it, it, it's like it's like Maluma, the like the singer. But if he was just like evil, do you know what? Like like you mentioned the lack of menace, and honestly, I think that was one of my favorite things about the movie for me personally. Is it because there's so many movies you watch where you're always tense, even if it's a comedy or something? The third act gets in, like, oh no, I don't know how the hero's gonna get out of this one. Like, but this one, you never really felt the danger as much, like, up until the CIA agents got killed. You're like, oh, oh no, they might kill someone, but then it goes right back to silly. And I, I like that because, like you said, it's just perfect light movie watching. It's yeah. like I wasn't really that concerned about any of the characters, I was just able to sit there and enjoy the characters. Yeah. And we got a lot more characters welcomed in this one than I was bargaining on. It's just, it's just again like the scene where the the president, uh, the the guy running for president, his daughter that was kidnapped, sees that it's Nicholas Cage <laughs> saving her. That was great. That was that was a great way to like like bring it full circle. Oh yeah, I, I wanted to I wanted to pose a question around about the table if that's cool. Sure. Question for the chat. If you can pick. Uh, your personal choice for uh, Cage's Dark Passenger, any character that he's played, big or small role, who would it be? Let's go around the room. Let's start with Emilio, actually. Dark Passenger, what do you mean? You know, he was talking Imaginary to Nikki. Cage. Okay. Yeah. Nikki. Yeah, oh, oh, who would you, what character would you want that to be? If the character could be swapped out just for another character. Um, Caster Troy. Or, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah good. Yeah, I mean, you know what? That would fucking work, though. Like, yeah. I mean, could you imagine the f bombs that he would drop on him and all like that? Like so evil, yeah, just like exactly. straight up devil almost. Yes, I like that answer. Yeah. I like it. Uh, I'd either say Sailor from Wild at Heart, okay, or the uh, his character from Mandy, but just like covered in blood in the axe and not saying a damn word. Just, <laughs> yeah. What about you, Pat? Actually, I was kind of thinking um, Spider-Man Noir. Oh! oh but but, it, but it's, he's animated the whole time. Yes, I love yeah. that. 
or alternately, it's like each time he encounters, you know, imaginary Kate, it's a different Kate. Yeah, that's what I was mm-hmm. kind of hoping for. Almost like, you know, Ghost of Christmas, past, present, future kind of situation. I'm, I'm that sure that was probably cool. in like a draft. And then like when they got closer to, they yeah. had to like make it, you know, one cage. Yeah, but okay. like, I think Spider-Noir would be great. Just showing the archive footage is one thing, but actually bringing those characters in from multiple studios, there's probably a lot of legal wrangling on that. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was like, because I know Mandy, I'm pretty sure that's owned by Lionsgate, I think. Yeah. And even though, I, like, like it's the difference between a room full of references versus the actual character being there. Because that's no. why the, his imaginary character was from an interview that he was just crazy on. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Frank? Uh, well, my first thought was Caster Troy, like Emilio said, but I'm thinking the the avatar that he was talking to kept going on and on about he's a movie star. Quit doing these little bit parts because one at one point he was like, well, I'm going to start doing these supporting roles just to develop my skills and, you know, contribute to the art and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, bullshit, you are a movie star. You are the star, blah, blah, blah. And uh, for that particular uh, iconic reference, uh, up until Pig, Nicolas Cage said that his favorite movie was Vampire's Kiss. Yeah. And so I'm thinking the guy, from, uh, the character from Vampire's Kiss, just the overboard, you know, <clears throat> over the top dramatic stuff that he did in that movie, just that character as, you're a fucking movie star. You're the star of the movie. You're not a supporting actor. You're a star. Yeah. By you, Shim. Uh, I would want a, an angel and a devil situation of Lord of War Cage and Trapped in Paradise Cage. Nice. Oh. Or the way he looks from that Renfield movie that's filming right now. Like actual <laughs> fucking Dracula Cage. Oh, that'd be, that'd be great, but they did a call forward to like a future cage. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Well, as much as I would like for it to be Cameron Poe, I don't think that would fit for what they were trying to convey in the film. But, um,. You actually had one of mine, uh, his, yeah. his character from Vampire's Kiss. Yeah. That would have been a good choice. And I don't know why, just because of, you know, especially in that uh, the part where everything gets dark and he's just sitting there alone, uh, his character from Bringing Out the Dead. Oh, yes. Like, I don't know, just him, just like those dark eyes, just like done with the shit, just like, man, this is fucked. Because <laughs> uh, if there's like, a, like an extended version of this movie that had you know, all the money and all the rights, I would kind of love it if... Cage went into battle mode, but each time, like when he would go, like Nikki would be there with him, and there'd be like he passed behind something, and Nikki would transform into a different Cage, and then Cage would then like mirror what he did to sort of like as an attack, like you know he turns like Nikki turns into Vampire's Kiss Cage, and then. Nicholas Cage channeling uh, that like bite somebody's neck. Yeah. It's like ah, just like, like tears the throat out. Like the original wolf fang fist that Yamcha would do, where there's a wolf behind him and yeah. he's doing the pose. Yeah, like anime cage. Yeah, That'd basically, man. And you know, like regardless of how you know the real man is, kind of sucks. But I thought it'd be a funny bit if John Travolta somehow showed up. <laughs> it's like, ooh, we you good looking? That would be funny. Yeah. So I'm like, oh no, not you again. <laughs> Before we wrap up, I have a question that's similar to your question. Okay. I'm curious about if you had to have your own imaginary cage friend, who would you want it to be? Emilio? Oh. Imaginary cage friend? Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to go with Superman from Teen Titans Go. That's fair. Oh, okay. <laughs> he would just call you a goofster all the time. Solid Emilio <laughs> answer. I like that. Yeah. Hello, Booster. Uh, honestly, my answer doesn't change. It's either one of those. <laughs> that's fair. Cannon? I mean, man, 
You know what? Come back to me. Actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I would. I definitely would like to keep Spider-Man Noir, but if I, but if I could have a new one. Well, uh, maybe it's your choice. His character from Raising Arizona. Okay, Frank. I was I was thinking that I was like being a Southern boy. I'm either going to pick Conair Nicholas Cage or Raising Arizona Nicholas Cage. Both of those characters speak to me. That's fair, and you know that way you could actually have someone to talk to about Raising Arizona since we clearly <laughs> don't. <laughs> uh, if it were me, because of my deep love of noir, it'd be Spider-Man Noir. Or National Treasure Cage, because I love history facts. I'm just walking along. Hey, that was a Ben Franklin, blah, 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 blah. Like, that's cool, Nick. Thanks. <laughs> Go my day. And just like Nicolas Cage, just Snapple facts. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, my original answer stands, I would love to have an imaginary Cameron Poe to hang out and to give me wise advice at all times. But... Uh, may seem a little unconventional, but I think I'll get to see some cool stunt work. Give me Johnny Blaze. That would be cool. So after yeah. he's done telling me his shtick, I see him just eat all the shit. Just <laughs> boom, and he's fine because he's him. It'd be a great bit if it's like 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 that was like the spirit of vengeance. So you like you turned in like he got possessed. He turned into like <laughs> Nicholas Cage Ghost Rider. Not regular Nicholas Cage Ghost Rider. It's like the canon of vengeance. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think uh, I think that'll about wrap us up. Uh, I don't know. All this episode was was just us talking about this movie that you need to go see. But if that gets you to go see the fucking movie, then so be it. Go Wait, we movie. talked about the movie we I saw know, the what entire the time. Fuck? No tangents, no nothing. You know what? I think there might be a storm coming because we're just <laughs> way off base here. It's full moon season. It might be like this is what happens when you record on a Sunday. Wow! Did the hey? I mean, hell! Well, we haven't shit. Like, what time is it? It is five twenty. Yeah, we're recording when it's still light out. Yeah, like it's mm-hmm. it's so weird. Well, we all have been waiting to see this movie for like a yes. month yeah. too. Yeah. We've been, been very for, excited. Yeah, like, we, like it was supposed to come out last year. Like yeah. we were all waiting oh. for last year, and then they just quietly rescheduled. And I was furious. Like, no, <laughs> I want this now. But we had a year to marinate the cage cast under our belt. Yeah. We know what we're doing. Yeah. And we went in just blasting. Remember, better for it. I, I just right. want to mention that Shimmy refused to let me and Emilio sit together. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to actually hear the movie. So, uh, <laughs> also, we forgot. Look, Emilio only made like three jokes during the Batman movie. I paid $15 movie. to hear the movie we're watching, not your con- Statler and Waldorf act over <laughs> the movie was, we're watching. It was fucking funny, though. Great. Wait until we watch it the second time, where we've already seen it the first time. <laughs> I don't, I don't, but honestly, I don't think this movie needed that, because it was pretty funny. In the, it was funny, yeah. I, I made one comment, because I was away from Shimmy. Yeah, Frank. Make one comment. There's a bit where it, the cage is out there lounging on the pool, and it's a funny little awkward movie. And then Pedro Pascal shows up in like his shirt, and then like his striped. Uh, it's a ridiculously black and white uh, striped speedo uh, undies. And Frank was just like a little size, like oh, I have the same underwear. <laughs> I was like, that's weird. I have those same trunks. <laughs> oh, man. damn it! But yeah. Uh, I lost it. Never mind. Sorry. It's fair. <laughs> we can because <laughs> just just like Frank in the speedo, just sitting in your head and just like all thoughts. I'm sorry away. to put that image in your head, Ken. No, I had a thought, but fuck, I'll... Nah, it's gone. Frank in the speedo. <laughs> God damn it! Me and my fashion choices. I swear. <laughs> I think that's as good a place as. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be sure be sure to tag your review with a uh, hashtag uh, Frank Speedo. <laughs> uh, I I do make the joke about the postal uh, 
delivery to the post office and people talking about, well, when it's, you complain about it being hot, you'll complain about being cold. It was like, no, I can, I can put more clothes on in the winter. I can't take, I, I'm required to wear a minimum amount of clothes in the summer delivering mail. No matter how much I try to convince them that it'll be okay me delivering a Speedo in, in flip-flops, they will not go for it. No, it's you just a what? name tag and your balls out. We want to thank the Postal <laughs> Service for their adherence. <laughs> but, but it's like, it, it's more uncomfortable. Like Frank has his name tag, but it's like through his skin. On his <laughs> it's a pin yeah. on his titty. Uh, just, uh, <laughs> he just tattoos the name. It's just on the waistband of the Speedo, so you there have to look. Yeah, right there right there near the crotch. Yeah. So what we're trying to say is please go watch The Unbearable Way to Massive Talent. Yeah, it is a great time. Good time. So fun. Yeah. Buying so. it. Is good. Stuff. Watching it again. Oh yeah, I'm excited to rewatch this many times. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, Emilio. Yes. Where can the people find you on the <laughs> yes. internet? On the Instagram, uh, Super Chico Eight Zero. Cool. All right. My name is Jojo. You can follow me on the tweeters at J O N I B O I Twenty Four and John Owenson Twelve on Letterbox. And I just have one question for the audience. Why the fuck are Guitar Hero controllers so fucking expensive? I know, right? God <laughs> damn it. Because people kept breaking them when they were originally coming out because they were made to be shitty, so you'd have to buy new ones. Mm. So nobody actually kept them because they were destroyed. Yeah. And look at us now, egg on our faces. <sighs> well, you know where to find me on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, Goodreads, and of course, TikTok at That Kitty! Oh, fuck, he's falling. <laughs> Woo! Get it, fucking guy! Yeah! <laughs> and my hair do the thing? Yeah, did yeah, yeah, I like, thank you. Visual and, bits. And just for our listeners, that is with 48 O's. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you get that right. Yeah, 47 that- actually takes you to a spam page. <laughs> Pat? Yes, hello. It's Pat. Thank you all so much for listening. We had a great time. Hope you did too. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at John Lost His Name. If you listen to the week it comes out, uh, we got a full week on the AYCH network because on Monday, April 25th, it's episode 259 of All You Hear Podcast, a three hour extravaganza where the lads go through the official best <laughs> movies of the 1990s tournament bracket. And it's, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot of hot takes a heated discussion and just a bunch of bullshit but it's a good time and we finally got that out of her hair and then on friday april 29th we have a bit extra special bonus banter episode for you where myself and some old friends of the podcast uh trey mel and jacob just hang out and shoot the shit about uh, some current events like uh the northman uh, jurassic park um mickey mouse gaping his butthole and some other fun stuff <laughs> <laughs> Don't think I'll be listening to that. <laughs> oh, oh, excuse me, Mr. Prude. Man, I'm totally listening to this. <laughs> uh, but it's a fun time. Uh, go check that out. Hey, it, like I said, it is a stat week on AYCH this week. And then the following week, the fifth anniversary of the All You Can Hear Network. Can fifth you believe it? Yeah. Wow. Mm. Frank, where can the people uh, find you? You can follow me on the Instagram at swirly1145. I post occasionally. Thirst Trap Frank. No. Hashtag <laughs> Thirst Trap Frank. Yep. Yeah. Hashtag hey. in between. It lines up with the Speedo hash, bit perfectly. Hashtag Speedo. And uh, I have been Captain Chimmy. You can follow me at Captain Chimmy's Kind of Art, Captain Chimmy's Almost Music, Captain Chimmy's Toy Box. 
Uh, also, you follow the podcast socials, you know, Caging Greatness, Cage Movie Podcast. It's a, it's a bunch of weird stuff because apparently the word caging is not social media friendly when you make usernames. So, you know, check out our link tree. going to be the easiest way to do that if you follow us on Twitter, SoundCloud. You know, it's, it's all over the thing. If you're listening to this, you can find the damn link tree. Uh, and, yeah, next week we will be discussing Left Behind with our friend Ken. It's going to be... It's going to be something. It's going to be great. It's going to be a day. Uh, I personally am excited just from the look on JoJo's face. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is despondent at best. Uh, yeah, because uh, before this show was a thing, we were initially just going to do an episode on AYCH about Nicolas Cage movies. And we were each assigned one to watch. And I was assigned this piece oh. of shit. <laughs> and got blitzed out of my mind watching this movie. And then we didn't we just ended up making a whole show out of it. See, some good came from it. Yes. <laughs> yes. And now you get to watch it again. Argue that. <laughs> But the trauma's still there. <laughs> There's a trauma bond. And uh, if you want to support the podcast, you, you can give us all money individually, or you can find some merch at our merch store, tpublic.com slash user slash Cajun Greatness. <laughs> you see us on the street, here's a dollar. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, I, I love the show. Uh, here's five bucks. <laughs> I'm just going to get, like, an old decrepit hat and put it at the shop with us and the sign in front of it. Like, if you like our podcast, maybe toss us some change. Man, oh, we forgot to bring cards to the theater and put them in all the cup holders. Yeah. We also forgot something else, too, didn't we? Yeah, oh, auto reviews. Auto, I'm so uh, sorry. Auto, auto and his bride, uh, they, we forgot to take them to the show. Yeah. They're a little a little perturbed. Good thing that they have telepathic links with us, just like on Doctor Who. What did they think of the movie? Thumbs, Thumbs up. up. Fantastic. Thumbs up, but also middle fingers up. Right. You know what? I'm sick middle of this shit. Up. I'm coming at you on Twitter, bro. <laughs> Both of you. Both of you. <laughs> Well, uh, thank you all again for listening to this ridiculousness. And the important thing that we want to stress to you is to go watch The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. It's an hour and a half. It's a good-ass time. Uh, and you'll enjoy it. And if you don't enjoy it, yeah, maybe that's a you problem. Why do you, watch it anyway? why do you ha- hate happiness? Yeah, why do you hate fun and joy? But, uh, you're yeah. going to tell me you're going to look at Pedro Pascal in the face and say, no mas? Yeah, you're not going to do that. Look at that man. He's adorable. That man is gorgeous. So I was, go, go I was, watch the movie. Yeah, I was so glad he turned out not to actually be the bad guy. Yeah, that was yeah. good. Uh, but yeah, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. See ya. Bye. 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 Hey, wait, Cannon, who starred in this movie? Nick fucking Cage! I'm not doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> How absurd. Why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box? How absurd. I'm gonna steal the declaration.